You're listening to that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. And today I have childhood friend. And I say that because we've gone through elementary, junior high, and high school. You're just a grade older than me, right? You graduated, what, 05? 05, yep. Yep, 05, and I was 06. So, yeah, basically childhood. Right. <laughs> Jenna, thank you for joining me. Of course. And, um, yeah, so I, I got to let everybody know, but when we were talking, what you talked to me about was just so inspirational that I, I was like, I got to have you on the show because I know that with COVID and families, so many people are suffering and having issues. And so I really was like, we got to tell your story. People need to know that they're not alone. I hear it more and more often. I don't know if you heard one of the previous episodes, but Chase, he was going in for a vasectomy, didn't get it because of COVID and then they end up having another baby. <laughs> yeah. I heard that a little, uh, COVID-19 baby. <laughs> yep. I mean, ours is kind of planned, but she's a total COVID-19 baby. I mean, we found out we were pregnant on Valentine's day and then everything like shut down first. Oh my gosh. So I yeah. was like, she's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you and your husband meet? Like I, we've, I, that's one thing we've never talked about and I'm just kind yeah. of curious. So we met on a free dating website, <laughs> um, plenty of fish. And I know a lot of those free dating websites get a bad rap and yes, there's like a lot to like weed out and choose from. And it is kind of, oh, exhausting. Girl, some of them are bad. Like, Oh, so bad. Hey, do you want to come over for Thanksgiving dinner? I'm like, why? So like a stuffy, like a Turkey. Wow. Block, delete. You're done. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. I once had a guy say that messaged me on there saying that he found a pair of high heels that he thought I would really like and that he could um, try them on for me. <laughs> so hey, I was honey, like, don't lie to me. You know, you wanted to wear those before me. <laughs> so it was funny because we were both about like we were both on there because of our friends. Like my friend Aaron encouraged me to be on and his friend Cosmo encouraged him to be on after we both got out of relationships. And so we kind of just did it because our friends told us to and pressured us to and then we were both about to actually cancel like just like get rid of it um because it was so bad and not having good luck um but I was scrolling through like who had viewed me and I saw him and so I clicked on his profile and I was like we have a lot of things in common like why on earth would he not at least say hi Right. I've had a few of those. You're like, wait a minute. Why are you just stalking me? Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually sent him the first message and I always like to brag about that. I actually made the first move. You slid into his DMs. <laughs> I did. I did. And then we went on a couple of dates and the rest is history. Wow. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've said it before, but yeah, me and my husband met online and that was a, it was a free wedding. It was a free dating app. And yeah. he was like, on like three or four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like just deleted all of mine. And then when you oh, talk about nice. friends, like my friend, um, uh, Gardenia was like, just try this one. It's kind of fun. And I'm like, dude, it's just idiots still. Yeah. And she's like, we'll just try it. It's fun. It was called hot or not. So it's like a different tender. <laughs> so it's like either hot or you're not. And if you're hot, then they're like, Hey, this person thinks you're hot. And like, oh, so-and-so thinks you're hot too. It's like, oh, oh my gosh. But what I didn't like was that it was like everyone around the U S I'm like, I am a single mom. My ass ain't flying to freaking San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I have like a radius. Like I'm only going this <laughs> far out of my radius. That's it. Don't even. 
be, well, cause like before that, like I, this guy's like, oh, okay, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay. And I, you know, at the screaming yak there on Francis, they have like oh, really yeah. great steak bites. And so I don't care. I'll go Dutch on a date, but I was like, Hey, let's be up for a beer. I waited 20 minutes pass. I'm like, I'll take, think of the steak bites, please. <laughs> yeah. I already had ordered it like five minutes before, but, um, yeah, he never showed up. And so I was like, well, that was great. Wouldn't answer yeah. my messages. Wouldn't answer. And then I went over to Dairy Queen because it was right next door. And I was like, oh, screw it. If I'm out and I have babysitter, I'm going to go get some ice cream. Heck yeah. <laughs> and so I took a picture and I posted on my Facebook. It's funny to see. And like, when you review it and it's like, got ditched tonight, ghosted an owl, but at least I got some ice cream and a free night without the kid. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I look at it now. My husband's like, how can someone ditch you and you're that good looking? And I was like, I have no idea. Apparently Aww. he found some other easier ass, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It could be that, but like my, and we actually wrote it in our vows because we keep laughing about it to this day. So we actually met, you know, in a public place because, you know, yeah. safety first when you're right. doing online, right? Yeah. So we both met at a sushi um, restaurant and he actually saw like me pull up first and get out of the car. He was still in his car. And he was like, Docker oh, still. <laughs> he's like, I can't, he's like, I can't go in there. She's too, she's too pretty for me. So like, he almost ditched me because he thought he wasn't good enough. <laughs> and luckily he didn't. Luckily he actually went in the restaurant. Cause otherwise if he would have ditched me, obviously we wouldn't be here. <laughs> well, that was what my husband told me. He was like, I almost didn't show up. So I was too tired. And I was like, so would you have told me that you're not coming? And he was like, no, I'm like, you would have ghosted me. He's like, well, that's just what I did. I'm like, you wouldn't have gotten a reply back. I'm like, you dosed me, peace the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the door. No, it's a lot of work to date online, but it works out. Like it, sometimes it works out for people. Like it worked out for you. It worked out for me. And yeah, it really, it really just, I think timing, you know, mm -hmm. I had done it, you know, you know, I'd been a single parent for like six years with Torrent. I tried the online thing, but I could never find that guy that could understand like, look, I have a limited amount of time. And yeah. if I'm going to carve out that time for you, you better one, be on time two be freaking respectful and polite that I actually did that. And three, have an understanding of why I did it. You know, yeah, you are getting a babysitter for it. It's not like you can just leave the house. Like you have to plan it, organize it, pay someone like, oh, yeah. your time is valuable. I mean, everyone's is, but you know, like single moms, like their time is valuable when it comes to dating. Cause they have a lot more to orchestrate just to go out. Oh yeah. Mine was literally like, okay, Hey dude, I get off at five 30. I will be at the restaurant at five 45. I will be there from five 45 until six 45. Yeah. I will then leave to get my son by seven. Cause I had already arranged with the babysitter for him to eat dinner and everything. So basically I just picked him up and put him to bed. And he was like, oh, okay. Six, six 15. Finally shows up at 625. Mind you, I'm already eating dinner. Like screw this guy. He's, he's taking his damn time, whatever. And I'm shoving food in my mouth. And he pulled, you know, and he's like, well, hey. And I'm like, you do remember we said 545. You agreed to 545. Well, I had things going on. That's fine. Just letting you know, five or 645, I'm gone. He's like, well, why can't you just stay more? I'm like, I don't. I don't have time for that. I don't have money for that. And I have a child waiting for me. You were told the time. You agreed on that time. You want to show up late? you get to suffer the consequences. And yeah. then he started yelling at me at the restaurant. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, what? You're going to put me on a time limit. What kind of freaking date is this? And I'm like, 
what kind of date shows up late to their date? Yeah. Date that starts out with respect. Like you're going to treat me with respect from the get go. And I was like, you didn't even show up on time. You didn't give me a courtesy of, Hey, I'm running late. No, I had to sit there and text you five times before 30 minutes later, you finally messaged me back. I was like, no. Yeah. He's like, so you just wasted my time. Like, actually you wasted my time, but I'll be respectful. I'll pay my bill. And I put my money down and walked away. Girl, I swear, just after that, like five minutes of arrangement, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I swear we could have like a whole conversation about online dating. <laughs> oh, that's what I should do. You know what? So I have this thing that I haven't stopped, you know, like set out yet. I have some people recording for me still, but it's called tantrum time. And so it's 15 minutes that someone just gets the bitch and complain about something that ticks them <laughs> off. Mine has been horrible drivers who can't use their blinkers. Or another one where it's like, just because the light's yellow doesn't mean you have to zoom through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, and then I have another one who's doing um, the uh, pickup line at school. She's going to do her little B time. Oh, the pickup line at school. I can't imagine what all that has to entail. <laughs> like, as the great uh, white chicks movie, she's about to have a BF. So it's us, <laughs> our chance to BF about something, you know, have a bitch fit. Yeah. So, uh, but that'll be coming up soon. So like people can click oh, on like, tantrum time number one and two and, and why can't we have a tantrum time? Okay. The kids get it all the time. We right? just cry and be mad. We can have adult tantrums. That's, that's a thing. <laughs> so, uh, well, moving on with that kids, you know, like you, um, you and your husband came into this relationship he had already been married and had kids before and he was mm-hmm. snipped. Mm-hmm. So what is your guys's well, okay. Let's first off stop. First of all, how many kids did he have coming in? Cause I'm not sure on that one. Two. He had two kids already. Okay. And they're older. They're, they're already in their yeah. late teens, early twenties. Right. Yeah. So, um, when I actually met them, they were 13 and 10 already. So he has a daughter named Jade. She's third. She was 13 when I met her. And then his son Raiden was 10 when I met them. So okay. how long have you guys been together all together? Uh, five or six, six, I'm horrible with the anniversaries, five or six years. So Jade's 18. They both turn, um, she turns 19 and he turns 16 in June. They both are born in June. Oh, wow. So they'll be 19 and 16. So I guess oh. six years. Yeah. Cause 10 to 16. <laughs> <laughs> Math. There you go. You got it. Says the lady who taught me how to spell together is to get her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those little tricks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie that was the one thing every time I'm like to, oh to get her I still do that with some things like <laughs> Wednesday Wednesday like I still it's like hooked on phonics every day we are not we have not grown up okay <laughs> I have one lady she goes oh man man I'm like oh I promise you we just married children yeah they call themselves men because they're grown up yeah I there's that meme where is it it was like what's your who's your hardest kid um, and then it said the one that my, um, mother-in-law gave me or something, <laughs> basically referring to your husband basically is your hardest kid. <laughs> That's how it is. Right. So he, he was snipped. Cause I mean, obviously that would be having that and then not knowing what the future holds. That makes sense. So yeah. now moving into your guys' relationship, um, you know, I know you wanted to have kids. So how is that moving forward with COVID and stuff? I know that you guys had a big barrier with that. Yeah. So, um, he was snipped because, um, his previous wife had some complications with their last kids. So they decided it'd be safer for him to get snipped, which I agree. 
Um, and then we met, which I was never married, never kids before. So we were kind of like opposites when we met, you know, he's already been through a divorce and has kids that are preteens, you know, early teenagers. Um, and I had nothing yet. And so I, you know, made it very clear that I wanted marriage and I wanted kids. And so we kind of worked through that in our first couple of years of dating. Um, we worked through that and decided like, is that going to be something he wanted to and stuff like that. And then when we made the decision, um, that we were wanting the same things and to be together, you know, then obviously comes engagement and marriage. Um, and then we've been to like so many consults because, a, I'm like a very planner person and want to know what I'm getting into. So I even took him to a consult when we were just dating because I wanted to know like, what's like the realisticness of this, you know, like, is it going to be something that can be possible um, and stuff like that. And then, so we had that consult and then we you know we still weren't engaged. So we're like, well, let's obviously not do the procedure until we know we're going to be together forever. Yeah. Um, and then once we got married, we had another consult. It was like, okay, now we're serious about it. Mm-hmm. So that one happened just, you know, right before COVID hit, we had that consult and we talked about, um, scheduling it and you have to schedule it. Like back then, I think it was, you had to schedule it three to six months after your consultation mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. So we literally couldn't because it's elective. They don't consider having a family necessary. <laughs> So I think it differ, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was elective and pretty on bottom on the totem pole because a lot of things, I mean, I work in the medical field too. So a lot of things were considered elective that you'd be surprised that my friend's hip surgery was considered elective. I'm yes, like, how see? is she going to walk to work <laughs> exactly. from her car if she is in so much excruciating pain? So you'd be surprised like how many things they consider elective and not because basically they can only do like emergency. Like, is this person going to die if they don't get this surgery? So that's how, what they kind of had to go off of. And so a lot of things got pushed back. And so you consider like hip surgery or something else and then reversal, like we're we're, like low on the totem pole kind of situation. And so, um, so yeah, so that kind of just threw a wrench and we're like, are we ever going to get this? Yeah. Have you guys visited since? I mean, yeah. Yep. So we just, um, because I do work in a hospital and of course, you know, they're not going to call you when they are okay. doing surgeries. So yeah. I kept like, calling. Hey, so I heard that Dr. So-and-so was doing surgeries on something or other. And yeah, I want to get in on that. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> blame them completely because, you know, they probably have like a hundred people on their waiting list from okay. freaking COVID not having surgeries. Yeah. So I kept calling and finally they said, yeah, we're doing elective. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And then they're like, you need another consultation. I was like, of course. (laughs) I was like, no, we already had one and we couldn't schedule because of COVID. And they're like, well, now it's different. Now you have to have a consultation one month before the surgery and only one month. So we're in that process now where we have to schedule, we have to be so like, because it's so tight, we have to like know exactly when we can have the surgery so that we can schedule the consult one month or less before that. So it's just thinking off time from work and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like how much, when he can take off time from work, when I can, I mean, I don't really need to be there a lot afterwards, but obviously he's my husband. I want to take care of him afterwards. You can make a cake, you know, it says congratulations on reversing the snip. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many of the opposite so many like cookies and cakes of like happy snip day <laughs> and like well I want like happy reverse day you should I mean 
mean that you also do baking and stuff and your cakes are pretty good too you know like I'm sure we could design something that'd be like perfect <laughs> yeah I can I mean since I know all the parts I can probably try to mimic a vast difference getting all sutured back up with some stitches I don't know what you should do is like have two little tubes coming and then just like will <laughs> look like it's stitching coming together reversing right? it <laughs> coming out the end to make the baby, <laughs> make the baby. <laughs> my friend did one with like fake syringes on it and stuff and people like oh my gosh and she was like it was fake come on people really like really yeah <laughs> the so, only thing I don't like is the ones that they make like the real looking they look really looking yeah Ugh. the real like they look freaking real and then they cut them oh like oh I can't do that like I'll give you a fake baby on a cake all day long but I'm not going to make a real ass looking baby. And then you're going to cut into it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. I can't do that. Vaginal ones. I'm like, Oh no, please stop. Yeah. Like no one needs to see that. I saw that in my medical class and <laughs> I don't know if I really need to see that. I've again. lived through it a couple of times. I got to see it when I was eight years old. My mom's like, so-and-so is having a baby. Let's go. What? And I'm like, <laughs> I really don't want to I mean, I watched it. I was like, wow, that's gross. <sighs> And I have no idea why I'm watching this. So I like turned around and just looked out the window at Sacred Heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I just think sometimes it's private. It's great for people who are like showing it off. Like it's fine. But like for me, like it's just like it's a little more private and intimate. I love like seeing all the photos of like the emotions and the faces and like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, because it is it's such an intense thing and being through it three times, like. I can tell you right now, every pregnancy is different, every delivery is different everything leading up to it is different it's all different and it's so fluid you've got to just ride with it yeah like, when it came to my son Alejandro like my first one I didn't have support his father was never in the picture my parents were there I'm like mom can you rub my back she's like oh hell no that's not me that's another person and I'm like you're my stepmom you should be yeah. rubbing my back like her and my dad though they stayed there at the hospital until it was time to deliver and um you know, so, but so I was like, well, if you're not gonna rub my back, I'm getting up a dural because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so I got an epidural with that one and, you know, and that one fluid. Then with my second son, my water broke, but I wasn't sure it broke. Mm. It wasn't until the doctors were tracking my fluid levels. They're like, you're oh. fluid. And I was like, oh, I thought I broke my water. <laughs> Cause it's not, it's not in the movies. Like, oh, yeah. I broke my water. It was like, Hmm. there's a little liquid that didn't come out of my urethra hmm. Hmm. and then they're like well put a pad on see if it gets wet I'm like yep not wet hmm. it just come up the most random times and then yeah. over like five days they found out that I was losing fluid then in we go get the Pitocin I have heard opposite stories my husband's mom uh, my husband's sister is a badass. She had Pitocin with both kids. Was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It didn't hurt that bad. I'm like, you must have amnesia because that shit was horrible. Yeah. I have a low pain tolerance. <laughs> I think I do too. So I'm a little scared for that part, but you know, I don't, I don't know. Like everyone's different. Right. And I've seen it. Like some people that don't want Pitocin still have to get it. And then it doesn't work out the way they wanted it to. Some people get the epidural and it doesn't take. And so they still feel everything. Some that happened on my third. Yeah. On my second. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, second one, honey, push the button. And it was for the nurse. And I point to the nurse, but my husband grabs the epidural button and clicks it. Like, and I'm like, no, no. And my friend, right. I begged, I begged my husband. I'm like, look, 
when you want to take a break and you need to leave, she'll be there. My friend had never seen the live birth before, but she was like one of my really great friends. I'm like, she she'll be there. I was like, you don't want to hold my leg. She'll be happy to hold my leg, honey. You can just come hang up with me. And he's like, okay. So we let her be in the room for, um, for, uh, Alejandro, but it was so funny because I was like, no. And he was like, well, what happened? What happened? I'm like, I'm not going to feel anything. I'm not going to know when to push now. Yeah. And he was like, oh shit. I'm like, push for the damn nurse. Like it's already time to go. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't really feel, I, I couldn't feel that pressure point. And you can't explain it. I've had it explained to me a hundred times before I had to go to deliver, but you cannot until you're right there. It is not, it is like a poop, but it's not. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. It's like, it's like you have to poop. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a different point. It's like this special weird point where it's like there. It's almost like someone stamps it. You're like, that's it. I knew it. That was right. the spot. Yeah. And every, you know, and so, but that was the, he hit that. And I was like, son of a, mm. then with my daughter, I had the worst anesthesiologist in my life. Oh no. He was like, I'm like, ow. He's like, you shouldn't feel that. I'm like, well, I did. He's like, okay. And ow, no, you shouldn't be feeling that. I'm like, well, then you're doing something wrong because I'm feeling it. He couldn't get it in right. Finally, somehow he's like, well, that's good enough. That's, that's good, enough. good enough. You don't want to hear that at a hospital. That's good enough. Then he didn't even listen to me. I'm allergic to tape. He taped up my whole back. Didn't mm-hmm. use tegaderm like I requested. And I told my husband, like, did he just use tape on me? He's like, I think that's tape. I'm not sure. I'm like, well, if it isn't little squares, then it's tape. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. Just get it done. The pain stopped from my stomach and my lower back. Like it was like a band, like a belly band of where you didn't feel the pain, where I didn't feel the pain, but from my hip bones down felt everything oh. I felt her stretching. It, and then to be honest, it burned. It was like, I was like, ah, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, Ooh, it's hot, burning, stinging. She was like, you're feeling that. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. She's like, didn't seem like the epidural went all the way through. I'm like, obviously not. Yeah. Cause you're not supposed to feel your legs. It's supposed to go South. It's supposed to like go all well, the way from your lower with the epidural. I was, I've always been able to move my legs. Oh, I've really? Always scared, I've always scared the nurses. They're like, oh, you can move your legs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right after I deliver girl, they're like, well, hold on. Let me help you to the bathroom. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll walk to the bathroom and go to the bathroom. They're like, oh my gosh, you could have fallen. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> And I think like, that's like the beauty of it too. Is like, everyone's different. Everything is different. Every story is different. And so it's like, no one can tell you like how to deliver because it is Anna, your plan. It is your situation. Yeah. And I hear make a plan and then fucking tear it up because it's not going to happen. <laughs> that was what happened with Alejandro. <laughs> like, I'm like, I am going to have a natural birth, honey. I am not doing if I can help, I'm not doing Pitocin. I am not going to do an epidural. I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to be on the peanut. I'm going to do the, the jet tub and everything. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you right now that went out the window after three and a half hours of being on the peanut and being in the tub and with the Pitocin, it felt like hot barbs going through my legs, mm. through my hips into the center. Like it was so painful. I got to the point before I got the epidural that I almost puked on the poor nurse. Oh no. Oh, I need to, oh. yeah. I'm sorry if I threw up on you. I'm really sorry. She's like, you do what you got to do. <laughs> I was like, oh. I admire moms that try to do all natural, but I, if we ever get blessed, I ain't not even going to try. Like, 
I had a doctor who like, he's a pain med. He's like, no, right. When I heard my wife was, I'm like, you're getting an epidural. Like he didn't even give her the option. He's like, you're getting one, just get one. (laughs) But I found out from that, that three and a half hours of pushing for me, I can't, I can't deliver because I'm like, I would have just passed out. Oh yeah. Because, um, the three and a half hours of going through all the pain, doing the breathing and the, you know, trying to get it all open and everything. I didn't change three and a half hours of pain. I didn't change. And I was like, not worth it. As soon as I got that epidural within like four hours, I jumped like three to four numbers. Oh, dang. Yeah. It was like, boom. And so that was at like, I stopped, I got the epidural at four and I was ready to push by nine. Oh, nice. Mind you, I had been in the hospital since the night before. Trying the other way. So, but once I got the epidural, Mm-hmm. And I told the nurse, I'm like, just give me the girl now. She's like, no, I'm sorry, honey. You got to be in enough pain before we get it. I'm like, screw the pain. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you give me that epidural, the baby will come quicker and I can get the hell out of this room. <laughs> but yeah, they wait till you're apparently yeah. you can't handle anymore, but, but then there's like that fine line where they can't give it. It's too late and they can't. Yeah. Give it so you got to like about eight to nine centimeters. They're not yeah. going to you. So you got to make sure that you don't progress too fast either, because you want to get oh, I didn't. I didn't progress at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it was bad. <laughs> like I was out of two, the doctor accidentally popped my water checking me. And then I progressed like one more centimeter and it stopped. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. So yeah, like you said, I mean, everything's different, but I really hope to, as soon as, you know, that happens for you, you got to let me know. Cause I'll be excited and you'll have to come back on and tell me how sick and nauseous and how low you're loving it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it. I just oh, sick all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think about that, you know, cause like I, like I said, I'm in the medical field. I do ultrasound. So I do moms, babies all the time, but I do like everything else under the sun. So I only get like maybe 10% of my scans are pregnant women. Um, but I've seen a lot in my, in my career. And I always wonder like, you know, how am I going to be, if I ever get pregnant, like, will I have like this horrible morning sickness, all three trimesters will, you know, I'd be in pain. Will I have, you know, back labor, all this kind of stuff. And obviously everyone just wonders before they get pregnant. And then it's been so long that I've wanted to be pregnant that now I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care what I get. I just want, I think, I think I'll be the only happy one with all the bad symptoms (laughs) because I'm just so freaking happy. I'm pregnant. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got, we got one more that we're planning for. So, I mean, I'm totally right there. It's like, I always tell myself if you didn't want the baby or if you wanted the baby, but didn't realize that this was coming with it, then you've totally set yourself up for complete shock and denial. Yeah. Because if you want the baby, you know, this is coming. Yeah. Yep. I know it's coming. And I mean, I'm definitely a wuss. So I, <laughs> I will not- give you when that day happens and you guys find out you're pregnant, I will give you the laundry list of stuff that helped me through each one. Cause each one was different. Like, yeah. right, this doesn't work. Try this. And if this doesn't work, try that. And if this doesn't work, then try this, this, and this. <laughs> and they don't like, they don't tell you a lot about like what took. Of course there's always like, Oh, you'll have morning sickness. You'll have this. But like, I think it's great that people are maybe starting a little bit to talk more about like the real raw and honest stuff. Like, okay, we know about postpartum depression, but we're all like pre like prenatal, like, or actually like in the pregnancy depression, you know, or like other things like, your body goes through so much hormone changes, you know, you're, some people aren't used to it or their body's not used to it. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't know you had to squirt your vajayjay after you gave birth because you couldn't wipe. Like I didn't know that until I had a friend 
who like oh, I still wiped I don't care what they okay. said no they're like I, <laughs> well it's not it's really because like so it's if you really tear to be honest yeah, I, I, think tore, I tore the first but I only tore like he was like it's like barely an inch I don't even have to stitch you and I'm like oh okay oh, nice. I barely store tore the second time and the third time I didn't tear at all she was so tiny she didn't even tear at all it's just and really just it was like oh I felt like something cleaning it <laughs> I was like oh yeah. I still took it and I patted it like yeah. they just don't want you to wipe especially if you you know if you have ripped but yeah, you, know, with stitches. You, know, you can pat it at least and, I, and that's another thing too I love these ladies that are putting out pictures and stuff like that of it is not beautiful afterwards you are wearing a freaking diaper they stuff yeah. a baby diaper full of ice and give it on your hoo-ha <laughs> yeah or the pictures I mean I hopefully know we, we all know by now but the pictures that like they still look nine months pregnant two days Mm -hmm. later like because like that's what the real honest raw thing is it's not like oh you have like a baby and then you're delivered and then some crazy women can get back oh right I mean like three days later you're like well then that'd be nice to have a nice thin little belly like that I looked fat before and after pregnancy so you know it's whatever probably crying over laundry you know like all the things girl I'm telling you I literally just cried watching a Disney commercial (laughs) oh (laughs) And then, like, my husband comes and he's like, Why are you crying? I'm like, that was just so great to take the kids to Disney World because my parents never took me, and that was like my dream come true. Just leave me alone, let me have this mom moment. Yeah. And, I'm like, and I'm like, Suck it up, suck it up, woman. All right, we're good. <laughs> you right? But, oh, girl, I'm telling you, I've cried at the most dumbest things. Like, oh, look at that dad, how that son. Like, just great. <laughs> I feel like that might be just like women in general getting older because I feel like I cry a lot more at like commercials like you said like just some commercials just get me or like I cried about my dog (laughs) because I wanted to cry about mine she came out with like she had this lump that was like maybe this big something in the scar is probably gonna be at least this long no it goes from like her butt in hind leg down her armpit of her front I'm like gosh did they find extra should I be worried nobody told me all this stuff and I'm like yeah I'm so sorry I made you wait so long and I'm like it's okay I'm gonna take care of me she's like no it's just like a maternal instinct I think like we are definitely obviously more emotional than men and like I right now she's my fur baby so like she's like definitely like my number one and I was will always be that's how Celie the one that just had surgery yeah. she had her for 14 years this June she was my fur baby yeah. And so we were on the couch and, you know, it was when she was a couple months old and he was talking about like, we can't do anything because we can't get her around other dogs or in other dog areas because she could get this and she could die from it. And I'm just like crying. And he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, cause she could die. And he's like, she's right in front of you. <laughs> like, stop being emotional. I'm like, die from Barbo. Yes. And I'm like, if I like, obviously dogs are just as important as any other human in our family, but like, I don't know what I'd be with like a human baby. I think I'd be a wreck. I can tell you right now, like I, (laughs) my dad used to call me a hypochondriac with my first son. And I'm like, no, I just haven't been through this. Well, take it from me. I'm like, yeah, well, your kid probably would have died if it hadn't been for, and I stopped myself. I'm like, we're just not going to go there. Yeah. Like, just let me do this, dad. Like my dad was one of those guys that like, Hey, you like me, you want to be a babysitter and you know, I'll hit you on the side with that, you know? Oh yeah. One of those like, and that's how my mom ended up hooking up and being with me. She was like, well, I was the nanny. And then I'm like, Oh, of course you were. 
Oh yeah. So I'm like, well, that's how my dad made that work. (laughs) (laughs) But I found like, just, you'll get to that point where you start trusting yourself. Like something doesn't seem right. And yeah, I feel like people have been around the medical field a lot. Like for me, just a lot of surgeries and having friends in the medical field that I, I put him in this car seat one day, it's the middle of July and his feet are turning purple. I'm like, but he's not seeming to stress. He's not crying. He's not having any respiratory yeah. issues. What the hell's going on? So I pull him back out. Okay, they go back to normal. I lay him back. They're going purple again. So I told my dad, I'm like, if I'm going to take him to the hospital, there seems to be some issue. You're just being a hypochondriac. Just go to your doctor. I'm like, the doctor's not going to know what the hell's going on. So I take him in. Sure enough, the doctor's like listing him over. And he goes, well, we're just going to do a chest x-ray because usually, you know, circular has to deal with lungs and stuff. We're yeah. Everything's working right. I'm like, okay, didn't really freak out until the x-ray tech goes. So how long has he been coughing for? I'm like, he hasn't been coughing. His lungs were halfway full with fluid. (gasps) But he wasn't coughing. He wasn't showing any signs of distress, nothing. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, you know, if I'm to listen to my dad, my son would end up dead in the the middle of his sleep one night. Right. Because like, it's okay. You're being a hypochondriac kind of thing. Like, no. I'm like, no. So after that, I just stopped talking to my dad about it. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> a mother's gut, right? Yeah. And that really is. I gotta ask, because so you are a stepmom. You call her a bonus child, but you don't use step. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I don't really know. I think it's just because step <laughs> stepdaughter, stepmom just sounds so like not as um like negative yeah like not like in a bad way because I know there's plenty of stepmoms and step parents and step kids out there um I have a stepsister I just call her sister I just I've me personally I guess I've just always associated that word with negatively and not because of any experience I just have Cinderella don't lie to yourself it was just (laughs) probably Cinderella (laughs) (laughs) and I just think bonus sounds like a lot more happy, a lot more cheerful. Um, it's like, cause who doesn't want a bonus, right? right. Like, you know, that's true. I want a bonus, but a hundred thousand grand or something, you know, <laughs> a bonus and raise a bonus cookie, a bonus <laughs> family member. So I think I just did that because it sounded more appealing to me, I guess. Oh, okay. And like my mom's called a bonus grandma. So <laughs> Well, that's fine. You know, it was just, it was kind of, you know, my sister, uh, she'll be on later. Um, but she started doing this thing called nachoing and it's for certain situations. She'll explain it better, but basically yeah. it's like, I'm not going to be your parent. I'm your step parent. Hmm. So I'm not crossing that line when there's an issue, there's your parent. And she says, not your child. That's not okay. Your- <laughs> yes. I know that was titled something, but we kind of do that. I mean, I think our situation with me meeting them when they were 10 and 13 is a little special because there's no way I was going to parent at that age. I mean, they're already coming to me with like ideas and like, like, um, concrete of like who they are and what they want. Like, you know, there's already so old when they came into my life that I was definitely not going to try to like be parenting them or shape them or mold them or anything. So we kind of had a conversation where, Roland will Roland was always going to be the disciplinarian Mm -hmm. and I would just back up whatever he wanted. So like 
if they ever try to be like, well, Jenna, what do you think? I would always back up Roland, right? And whatever he said, if he said no, he said no. If he said yes, he said yes. Yeah. Um, and so I never was the disciplinarian. I was all, especially the right at the beginning, right? When you're dating, like, <laughs> I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are, girl? Yeah. So at the beginning, I was just like a friend, you know, I wanted to like have them like me and get to know them. And then as a wife to Roland, I just wanted them and a fiance, I just wanted them to, um, you know, it's so like right in now, like, I'll be like, did you get your homework done, buddy? Like, okay, did you, can you put your dishes in the sink? So like, I'll do that kind of stuff. But honestly, there's never been a need to discipline them. We only have them like two days a week. So, um, Monday and Tuesdays, which is our weekends together. Yeah. So they're pretty awesome kids. Jade's old enough to, she's out of the house now. So, um, Raiden's only one that we get every week and he's just such a good kid. There's no reason to discipline him. Um, so that has also been kind of nice because there's been no butting heads. Um, That's good. Well, you know, I think like you're saying, you kind of carry that over too. you know, like, Hey, I'm just here. You know, you're not going to pull one over on me. I'm backing up dad, but I'm still here too. Hopefully it comes from the kids too, you know, with the respect, you know? Yeah. And I just still do like the loving part. Like, you know, I just try to uh, not be just a friend, but still like be a motherly figure. So like when Jade was with us uh, on weekends, give her advice, you know, talk about boys, stuff like that. Um, oh, oh yes. Yeah. She talked about boys and I, you're a grandma now, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> At our age. I'm sorry, but man, someone's like, Hey, you're a grandma. I'd be like, Nope. Take that back to the store. That's yeah. That I'm still, that I'm actually still working through. Um, we've known it for a while, obviously, cause she's 20 weeks. We had her gender reveal. Um, so that yeah. was posted on Facebook. So, um, so it's just now coming out like where we can feel comfortable telling people because obviously we want to respect Jade and not tell people ahead of time. Plus me knowing the medical field, there's no way I was going to tell anyone before she was like 14 weeks, you know, like I just was not going to do that. And so, um, so yeah, so it was finally time to tell people and um, it made it more real. I think for me too, like saying that out loud and telling people and how far along she is now, it makes it more real. Like she's 20 weeks. She's like halfway there. Um, but you do the reverse thing. Like, okay, she's like 18. If I reverse that, I'm like, Oh man, I've been this age, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So me, like if I would have had her. Yeah. We would have been what? 17, 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. So we would have been, you know, high school pregnant lady and which happens still a lot. And her mom was pretty young too. Um, I think she was 17 or 18, but, um, people still can't believe that. Like when I, cause I, I try to say kids like, Oh, I have kids or, Oh, I have, you know, oh, accept kids. And like, cause if I, if I don't say like bonus kids or something like that, they're like, Oh, you have a kid like this 18. I was like, <laughs> well, like not really. She didn't come out of my womb, but <laughs> Uh, I, I have an accepted child. <laughs> yeah. I have a bonus child who's 18. And now I have like a bonus grandbaby on the way, which I still, I don't know if I'm going to use that word. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, know. Uh, I have a uh, little one coming into the family soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we it have one coming into the family. Yeah. And that's kind of been um, a unique uh, situation, a new, unique experience. Try to to try to um, be a grandma at the same time as try having my own first uh, biological kid. So 
that is something unique and interesting. And you know, that kid's going to grow up and be like, that's my step uncle. And he's only like two years younger than me. (laughs) And I think the saving grace with it out for not being too weird is that there's so many different families nowadays. Like, Oh yeah. Have you seen seen that one bad grandpa with Zach Efron and, um, Oh, I think I did, but I don't remember it. But I think I did watch it. I watched it and I joked with my husband because I had just seen it like when we were first married. And I was like, at our five-year anniversary, we can try anal. And he was like, where did that come from? Like, never mind. Don't worry. <laughs> and then, then he held onto it, girl. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. oh, got three more years. Like this year was our fourth year. He's like, oh, next year, better start getting prepped. I was like, what the hell are you talking? He's no. like, I was like, no, it was a joke. And he's like, sure it was. I haven't watched the movie. And he was like, well, see, they're doing it right. Their marriage lasts all nice and long. (laughs) I'm like, honey, it's a movie. Calm yourself down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. But, oh my goodness. Yeah, but that was, uh, but it's funny because like the grandfather ended up having a baby with this, you know, girl. Yeah. And the kid, she's like, you know, she's not like a year old, maybe older or younger than him. And she's like, oh, how is it going? Did you get the money I sent you for your birthday? He's like, yeah, I got the $20 check. She's like, oh, good. Okay, <gasps> I'm going to go put your uncle in bed, you know? Just like, oh, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's so I, weird. I think it would be better if she didn't try to act like the older person, you know, like yeah. that you're younger. It's like, or the same age. Then probably be a little bit more tolerable, but. Of course, it's a movie, but I get it. It was pretty funny. It was that like cringy, funny part, like, oh, yeah. And I think that that's how we'll play it out. Like, Jade's gonna be a mom. I, if I am a mom, it'll be after Jade. And so, we'll just play it out like we're all family. We're not gonna be like, oh, this is your whatever. You know, we're not yeah. even gonna have titles. This family, someone to play with for the kids. We're all family. Who cares? And honestly, they're. I mean, we're so proud of them for you know, obviously they're still young, but they're 18, 19 and they are building their own house on a property of his dad's. So they're out there doing it on their own. They're not trying to be dependent on anybody else for this life and pregnancy and kid and everything. And so we honestly see them like obviously still being a family and still seeing them, but like, they're going to kind of like go off and do their own thing. Now they're creating their own family. Yeah, they're going to have their own life and that's a fantastic. We'll still obviously come together as much as possible, but like, it's not like she's living in our house and she's 17 and has a kid and then I'll have a kid a year later. You know, yeah. it's not like that, like that weird. That would be like, yeah, that'd be a little different. <laughs> so, well, that, so what happens, um, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but what happens if the vasectomy doesn't work or, you know, they are to reverse it, but for some reason, some things aren't happening. Do you guys have a backup plan or a ZY? Yeah. So back in the day, I was like, we're going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like whatever, all the way through until we get one. Yeah. Now I'm getting older and things are just, you know, like I said, we got postponed with COVID, not our plan. Our wedding got postponed and I was not wanting to do the surgery and get pregnant before the wedding. So our wedding got postponed first, which postponed the other consultation and everything else like that. And so everything's just been postponed, which is fine. But it just kind of, as you get older, you just kind of think harder on things and really question, is this right for our family? And so 
back in the day when I was, you know, like 28, I was like, oh yeah, boom, 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 boom. We're going to try everything. I'm going to, I'm just going to get a baby no matter what. And now I'm like, is that okay? Like, should I be that gun ho about it? What are my true feelings? What is truly good for us? Or what do you want to go through? You know what I mean? Cause like I hate needles. And I told my husband, like, if we can't have a kid, I ain't doing the needles. God will work his magic or that is it, you know? Yeah. There's all these questions. And so I think we'll take it step by step. Honestly, our first step that we've committed to is trying this reversal and seeing if it goes from there, because since we knew we wanted to do it, we've been saving up for it. So it's going to be paid in full cash, which is really nice. We won't be in debt for anything. So we've made a commitment for that. And then we'll always ask for that discount. I'm paying this in cash right now in full. I'd like like a 15% discount. No, please. (laughs) Yeah. Don't get another consultation. (laughs) Um, don't make me come back in here girlfriend that discount (laughs) yeah because they're like three hundred dollars a pot for those consultations so I've paid like I will be ending up paying like a thousand dollars in consultations alone and I'm just like "Mm." so we'll have that conversation once I'm like face to face with someone so (laughs) I can just like plead and beg but um so we're gonna do that and see if we can um get pregnant that way because that'd be honestly the like the best like ideal like we would love to get the reversal it works we get pregnant doing the natural way (laughs) practice makes perfect yeah natural way um and then if it doesn't work we have options we just don't know if we're gonna do them so we can do extraction which basically they would just take a needle poke it in him in the sack oh oh because we had that conversation did you listen to chase's podcast because i'm like how do they do that are they already swimming in there do they, does it like develop on the way out? Like, how does this even work? Yeah. So the people with, um, vasectomy still have sperm in their stack. It's just not coming out. Oh, okay. So they're still there. They're just not coming out. So I think they get like reabsorbed maybe or something, but you still, your testicles still produce sperm. And so, um, if nothing's funny, just numb them up. Just think about happy times. Let's just do it. (laughs) Like take a needle, stick it in there, extract the stuff from the testicle. And then I think they might have to like, you know, clean it, wash it, whatever, make sure like they're all good swimmers or something, but then it would be an automatic IVF, which I was kind of disappointed, honestly, because I thought it could be IUI, which is cheaper, easier for the woman. So better, but it's automatic IVF. If you do extraction from the male, so that puts a whole nother layer because they are not involved and and there's a lot of prep work and the only person that does that in washington is over in seattle so you're u-dub yeah so i don't know so we know our options at least and we're at least already starting to think about them in case this doesn't work but we don't know if we want to do that or do we want to I think what you guys should do is that if the natural doesn't work, try and do like the turkey baser idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Honey, all day, you're going to go into here, okay? Because we've got three, those will survive for three days. So just keep pumping it all day in there and we'll just. I know. I was going to ask my husband, I think I have as a joke, but I was going to ask him like, so if we get some sperm from a friend. (laughs) Can we do this another way? (laughs) Another way. Because just, I mean. I love the turkey baster idea, honestly, because they, I honestly think, and I don't know all the ins and outs, even though I'm a sonographer, I don't know everything in the medical field, but I just can't imagine why on earth are they making it so expensive for women who want to have kids, who can provide for kids to have a kid when 
other people that don't want them just have them without out. anything yeah no i agree i'm like there should be there should be like one i think there should be an iq level personally yeah can you meet this iq level because if not i don't feel like you're competent enough for that but yeah. then you can look at it like there was a story back in the 90s of two people with Down syndrome who had a perfectly normal kid and was able to raise them just fine. Yeah. But then it kind of puts that into question, you know, is that ethical? But but then like what about ones that clearly don't want kids? Like the one like Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like a woman should be able to go in and go, I don't want kids ever being 18 and she should have a right to cut off her, you know, get her tubes tied. Yeah. But they're like, "Oh no, you're still young." No. If she wants her tubes tied, tie her damn tubes. She wants to deal with that issue later in life. She's going to have to figure a way around it. Yeah. And you can't even like, I think one of my friends was like 24, 26, but she already had four. So she was done. Like, yeah. she, 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 I mean, it, it could be like Jade. Jade's nine, going to have you 19 when she has her kid. If she has them back to back, she literally could be done at 24 and be like, I don't want any more. And just because she started her family early and had them all doesn't mean like she's not any less capable of deciding that she's done. You oh know? yeah. Or what about a girl that has a baby at 16 and is like, one's enough for me. What, just yeah. because she's underage, she shouldn't be able to have that choice. Like it just, it flabbergasts me to be honest. And I, I got to ask this cause I was, we're both at that age, but I told my husband pregnant, not pregnant, 35, we're done. I was yeah. like, either I am pregnant, just delivered, or if I ain't pregnant, tough titty shits. We're done. Like <laughs> titty shits. Yeah. <laughs> when 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 I turn 35, that's a no-go zone. That'll yeah. be tin cut, soldered, whatever. There will be steel bar cages around everything, you know. <laughs> Not happening. But does that I guess because when you start <laughs> as you all know, you start getting called geriatric. You're geriatric. Oh, pregnant. God, that word. I'm like, I'm sorry, but last time I checked, I wiped my own butt and I don't yeah. have to have someone mash up my peas. I'm pretty not geriatric, No, <laughs> but you know, but they start saying that, but then, then there's more complications that come with that more chances of down syndrome and autism and things like that. Does that something that weighs in your mind about issues with yeah, that? For sure. And I think I've always been scared of, uh, complications with pregnancy just because I see it on a day-to-day basis so even if I did have a kid like at 28 I probably would still be like (gasps) like you know like worried the whole time like do I have an okay kid because honestly the reason why the um there's more risk uh our eggs get older that's not one reason but another risk is because just that population of women is not having as many kids as the younger population Mm -hmm. so the ratio is different so a lot of younger women don't have kids with complications or down syndrome because there's, they're having so many more and there's so many more of them having kids. So it's like a hundred women having a kid. The margin is different. Yeah. So it's not necessarily obviously mean that you can't be 40 and have a perfectly healthy child. You definitely can, but still there are still the statistics. I can never say that word statistics Statistics. there for a reason. (laughs) And so, yeah, I definitely get worried about that. And so that's another reason why we are not, um, so gun ho on trying A, B, C, D, E, F, G to get a baby. We may do A and then maybe, or maybe not do B. Like we may stop and not have a kid because we are getting older and, you know, we just, we're just, you know, always trying to make it the best decision for our family and like what you we want. You can always have one of mine. I promise you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll send them your way. And seriously, like, I've never opposed 
I would never be opposed to like, you know, like it's not like it would happen, but like heaven forbid, like, well, heaven forbid, like a baby gets dropped off at a doorstep. Like I would take that baby in, in a heartbeat. Like, oh girl, I'm telling you, I, I was shocked. I, my husband was telling me about some baby that was left on someone's doorstep. And this was just recent in that by the time the person actually found the baby, the baby had deceased. Oh, and I was like, why? When there's so many state, almost every state in the United States has safe haven laws where you could drop it Church, off the fire department, fire department. Like that. hospital. And, like, and my second, um, you'll have to go on my podcast on the second episode I did with Kirsten, um, that baby had just been dumped in the dumpster and uh, we were talking about that. And I did some research. There was a lady in Indiana that took this idea from Europe and they were called turntable babies but it was basically like um like a sideways wheel yeah they didn't want the baby they would put it in there wheel it into the monastery and a nun would take it and take care of it oh and so that's where it first originated from but then they started making it more modern so it's like a brick wall and like so if you picture the wall uh-huh. you know like this on one side's a door and as soon as the parent puts the baby in there mind you there's a bed in there there's a heat lamp that kicks on as soon as the door opens Mm. Um, and then a camera gets triggered and an alarm system gets triggered in this um, okay. the, the building where it's at and as soon as that door shuts it locks on the outside so the parent can't take the kid back like this is your choice yeah then immediately now some of them have the door on the other side where the person comes out from the building goes get it the other one is that um it then triggers an ems system with mm-hmm. that alarm with the camera so that the ems can watch the baby as they're going and they get it yeah. only they have the code to open it yeah so, so this lady did this throughout all of indiana and i think she's got like 15 boxes out like this okay. and people kept going oh well all you're doing is you're instigating or saying that's okay to drop off your children more women are going to just abandon their children and she's like out of the five years we've had that only 13 babies have been dropped off five years out of the hundreds the thousands of babies that have been born in that whole state yeah, I they're born each year yeah, but just and, in that state, right? Just in that state, thousands. Oh no, it's happening still, right? Like I, that's why I get like, I mean, we, I don't want to get off too much off topic, but like we can all do that with everything that's kind of like that, you know, like with not providing certain medical procedures for people or saying no guns ever again. Like we all know it's still going to happen. Like crack cocaine still happens. Mm-hmm. Like people are still going to drop off their babies. Yeah. People are still going to get guns somewhere. People are still going to get abortions. There's still going to be surprise babies too. And there just yeah. needs to be a safer way to allow yeah. that mother. And my son, my husband's like, well, there's a, why can't she just drop it off at the hospital? I'm like, because one, there's cameras, two, there's people, yeah. people are looking at you and you drop off a baby. That's a lot of pressure, especially and when someone doesn't want it. And we all wish that they felt fine doing that, but obviously they don't, if they're still dropping them off at dumpsters, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's still happening where they're dropping them off at unplaced, unsafe places, then we know that the places that have already been in uh, line for that aren't working or they're, you know, that person just didn't feel comfortable enough or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and that's so- where I feel like this idea that came from the Europe that, that I think that is amazing idea. One. They can go in the middle of the night mm-hmm. Two, that baby is going to be warm. They're not going to worry about freezing to death or it'll be cooled. They know that there's immediate eyes on it and they know that EMS and help is on the way. Yeah. And that's it's the like, thing. Like 
it's like basically dropping out off at a hospital, except not being at the hospital. Like someone's it's, the baby's going to be just fine. Exactly. And that's where I feel like while we may want to look at it as we're allowing this, we're also allowing the parent to not feel the pressure of having to do it a different way where it jeopardizes the life of the baby. Right. Especially for families who maybe like you guys have issues or can't have it or fertility issues. Um, you know, why do we need to adopt? Not that I have a lot of friends who adopt overseas, but why do we need to adopt overseas when there's so many children in the U S that need families? Yeah. And my big thing right now is I don't, maybe I'm just bitter, but like, why does it need to be so, I would love to have a a box like you just described outside my house and someone could drop off a baby and I could just like take care of it from day one. Why do I pay the government $50,000 just to take care of a baby that someone gave up? Exactly. And I'm like, just tell me, why do I, I know that your services didn't cost 50,000. Cause I know that per- so social security person is not checking in on that kid. Like they should. And I know it does cost something, but honestly, especially since I work at a hospital, it's really hard for me to grasp too, because I'm like, okay, there's a baby in the NICU right now. Let's say that's never going to go home with their parent, their parent is a drug a addict yeah, and they left. Like, why am I not allowed just to take that baby home? Granted, I should have a background check. Granted, I should have some things in place. I get that, but I also work there. So hopefully I have a freaking good background check already. Right. <laughs> um, but like, why on earth would then that baby from the NICU in the hospital I work at have to go into the system and then I have to basically buy it back to adopt it at a high price. Like, I get that some things cost money and there should definitely be systems in place to make sure the babies are put in proper hands. Oh but yeah. It shouldn't I be could that just price. sign papers that day and take it home, especially if I want one and I have not been able to be blessed with one and I don't have that money to do IVF or whatever, or I did do IVF and it didn't work. Like there's oh, some yeah. people that have spent thousands and thousands on IVF and it doesn't work. Well, my question is why is it that someone can say, yeah, I'm willing to give up my baby for no money to this family, they have a lawyer that looks over paperwork, makes it official and that's it. That's all they paid for. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. But we can't take these babies who are suffering from drug withdrawals because their parents have been junked up the entire time. Yeah. Just have like a NICU baby lawyer. <laughs> like, that'd be fine. Good. See, there's a lot of things. It's kind of nice to talk about. There are some things that are broken in this nation as much as we think that we're cutting edge, but it's, that's why people go overseas to adopt because it is so much easier. Like, just take the baby, just take care of it. Yeah. And you don't really know about those. Th- like you don't really like think about them or get like emotionally moved about things or get passionate about things until you are in that space. You know, like I never thought about adoption in a negative context, you know, a way, and it's not completely negative to me right now, but like, it does have a little bitter taste to me right now. Cause it's like, it shouldn't cost that much at all. I think $10,000, especially if they're at a baby state, you're already going to spend three times that much in the first two yeah, years. Like how many, <laughs> like, how much money do people spend from zero to 18 on a kid? <laughs> and if you're crazy like me and try and do cloth diapers, then you've lost oh, your my mind. Goodness. My mom did cloth diapers with me. Ugh. They're a lot better now. When I see what my mom put me in, I was like, Ooh, how'd I not die? Oh, no, <laughs> I could have gotten tetanus from those little pins and stuff. Good Lordy. But Lord. now they're really nice. I mean, okay. I had a few that I had gotten and they weren't that great. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And what I found out is that after like a year of use, they're not really good anymore. 
oh you just gotta start over throw them out and start over yeah so we bought like new you know the one month we bought the new covers wait a couple months um i like did my research and i found out that bamboo was like better than microfiber but wasn't as great mm-hmm. as hemp but it was like that middleman. and i was like oh. okay i can afford that i can't afford six dollars a freaking insert but i can afford about three yeah and so um yeah so we did that and my husband was ready to give up. He's like, I oh, just let me go buy the diapers. I'm like, no, we can do this. <laughs> yes. not this. And I was like, we always bought used. Let's just try brand new and see how that works. And so, I mean, we just kind of bought like a generic off brand. I was loving the Alva babies, which is a big name brand one. But then we try this off brand and I'll tell you name brand off brand. As long as it works, it works. That's all I cared about. Yeah. <laughs> Made a complete difference. Like she doesn't pee out as much. If she does, it's our own damn fault because we didn't get it tied around her legs or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I have some other friends that have done it and I hear it's great, especially for finances and stuff and great and environment and all that kind of stuff. It makes oh, it. Oh yeah. I highly of, recommend, and I said it before, get the sprayer for the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> makes a difference. Otherwise you're sitting there jiggling, like, just get off. Like, why is this coming off? How do people do this? And then my friend's like, dude, you got to get the sprayer. And I'm like, Oh, so I spent like 30, $40 gas spray. I didn't even get the nice one. The one like has like little fingers when it shoots out. It's like, <laughs> it takes extra time, which I'm yes. a water savvy person. Cause I'm like, we only have so much water on this earth that we can drink. We need to save it. Right. I yell at my mother-in-law cause she'll sit there and like wash out a cup. I'm like, Maria, that filled up the whole sink. Basically you wasted all that water on your cup. Just throw it in yeah. the, throw it in the dishwasher. <laughs> Oh no, it's okay. Stop being dishwasher. I'm like, honey, talk to your mother. That's how she is. I'm like, hell no, old people can change. My dog, I I learned that he was eight years old when I found him. He can change. I know, but I think sometimes in some in some cultures they're stuck in their ways. Spanish man, they are stuck in their ways. No, that's how my mother taught me. This is how I'm doing it. Yep. She says it all the time. Like, well, my mother taught me. I'm like, well, just because your mama taught you, don't mean it's right. <laughs> Like my mama taught me some bad things too, but you don't see me carrying that on. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I appreciate your time tonight and I don't want to tie up too much longer. Um, so I always like to close down my, my little podcast because I feel like we all have something that we've learned or taken from life. And if we don't share it, then what good are we in life? You know, yeah, pass it on. And so I was thinking of it, you know, um, my question would be is if, if someone is facing like fertility issues or becoming a parent, however, which way that might be for them, you know, from your journey alone, you know, what advice could you share that has maybe kept your spirit up high moving forward with any of these complications? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, okay. You take your time. You don't have to jump on. <laughs> I know because it is, it is really hard keeping the spirits up high. It is not easy. Um, I think just really taking a step back and looking at yourself and your life, like, cause I learned from a, a long time ago before I met Roland that I am complete without a husband. Right. Cause you know, day one, every little girl wants a, you know, her dream wedding and a husband and we date, 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 trying to find someone we get our heart broken 
And so I kind of got to a point where it's like, I don't need someone in my life to complete me. I am complete by myself. So if they leave me, who the fuck cares? I'm, I'm fine, you know? And so I learned that I was complete by myself and that people that came into my life complimented me, but didn't complete me. And so ever since then, I've had a better like uh, sense of being okay with how things turn out if it's not the way you thought. And so even though I am blessed with a husband, I'm so happy um, and got married. Like obviously the time frame was not what I had originally planned. Um, and then, so just taking a step back and saying, okay, like I learned to be okay with this. I learned to be okay with being married at 34 instead of, you know, 28 or 30 or whatever. What else can I learn to be okay with? And, you know, you never know what life is going to throw you. Like, yes, we're trying to have a baby, but we don't know the future. So God forbid, what if something happened next year where our, one of our house like completely declined or something else, like you never know. So like having all your hope in one basket, I guess is setting yourself up for failure. Um, and so it's good to have hope because that keeps you motivated and going. Right. But I think also to be okay with a plan B, like our plan B, if we decide to not have kids at all, would be we're going to travel the freaking hell out of this planet as much as we can. Um, Cruises galore, girl. That's my Yeah. Whether we're going to be, um, you know, whatever COVID or future COVID crap or other diseases allow us to travel, we're going to try to travel and make the best of our lives. Like we're very content right now, even without a kid. Like, obviously I want one and we are trying for one, but we are still happy with what we have. So learning to be happy with what you have right now, and then also being okay with a plan B happening in your future and maybe even like visualizing it so that you get happy about that too. Um, I've visualized what it would be like without having kids and it's still with him. It's still happy. Um, and we still have things we're going to do. Like I'm definitely have my like no non-negotiable. Like <laughs> if we don't have a kid, we're traveling. We're not doing no, none of those. Like we're not having no kid and not traveling. Like we're doing one or the other. We're going to spend the money. Like we would have on a kid going on this cruise yes. and drinking on the beach. Yeah. Trying new experiences, going to Thailand and like, I don't know, eating a bug. I don't know. Like just <laughs> Eat getting some out there right? <laughs> or I would love to like go back, not to college necessarily to like get a degree, but like just to go and spend money on a class because I'm interested in it. Like I'm going to go take a freaking art class because I Chinese girl. That's a fun one. <laughs> that sounds hard. But... <laughs> did you take it? Yeah, I did. I took Chinese. I loved it. I actually did two semesters in it. And then uh, the second one, uh, professor Wu, she, uh, she was like, if you want to, it's extra credit and you don't have to. And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? Well, we do dumplings. Um, each year, each semester, one time. And I was like, sure. So I learned how to make traditional Chinese dumplings from start to finish. Oh, nice. So I make it every year for Chinese New Year. We missed a lot. So we just did it like this last week. And oh. uh, I, I cheated. Instead of making um, the wraps by hand, I went and bought them. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm gonna have like a hundred of these. So I did three pounds worth of ground pork. Oh my goodness. Like, I have a ton of this. So <laughs> I just bought the pre-made ones. Dang it. Now you don't live in Spokane. I can't, I can't come to your house for Chinese New Year. Well, I'll make some and I'll just like overnight them or I'll oh, make nice. them up there. You know, I'll be like, all right, we're coming to Chinese New Year. Let's get together. 
but when I mean, but that gives you the reason I say Chinese or something, I really wanted to do Russian, to be honest, because yeah. that seemed really, but the Russian teacher wasn't on, but I was done with my schooling. It was just something extra. Yeah. But it really gave me an interesting look at the culture and the differences and talking to her like outside of class part, you know, and it was like, did you know that in the Chinese culture, if your door is red, that means you come from an honorable family. Oh. The you'll see often enough, the Phoenix and the dragon mm-hmm. is about the courtship of a man and a woman. The man is oh. the dragon and the woman is the Phoenix and that the man can't have strength without kindness and gentle mm. and they can't be rugged without beauty kind of like yin and yang but with the phoenix and so it's just like these lots of nuances i like really enjoyed and i'm like i really wanted to go see china right there's some bad things you know the whole yeah meat market with the animals but you know i think every culture every place has that go to peru guinea pigs are food they're not fun little creatures we get to have fun yeah no i know (laughs) i I think that would be I think that's good. I mean, I like, I've always been interested in learning. I mean, this world is so beautiful. There's so much on it. There's so little that we have in the United States. And so mm-hmm. like, just to expand your horizons and travel, if you can, if you can't travel, like you said, like, go to classes that still like open your eyes to other cultures, you know, and I always constantly want to be learning. I always constantly want to be growing as a human. And so that's my plan either way, but like, um, if I don't have a kid, you know, like just being okay with that is also something I think we as a society need to be getting used to or talking about more because it's like almost like we're meant to be on this earth to have a family and and procreate and stuff like that. But I think a lot more now people are starting to get that maybe since families always look different, you know, maybe a family looks like there's no kids and that's okay. Like it's okay to choose not to have kids if that is your path or to change your path. You know, like if you, Did you hear about the quote? he said, people who choose not to have uh, kids are selfish. Who said this? The Pope. Oh, the Pope. You have to Google it. Oh, I was like, what? But I think that stems. Someone I- who is supposed to be following the Bible, which that says ye shall not be judged or mm-hmm. shall not judge without sin. I'm like, pretty sure you've sinned a few times in your life. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, his statement is a little judgmental, obviously. And I think that he comes from a religious aspect that you, you know, procreate, you spread the news or whatever. The Catholic, you know, you're not supposed to interfere with God and God's plan. And that's, that's why you don't do birth control. Um, You uh, birth control are trying to prevent birth. But does that go the same way though when they say don't don't try to get in god's way when you don't do birth control but what about when you're you can't get pregnant with no birth control without like i'm not on birth but control. that's god's plan see that's how they so turn am i supposed to be interfering and like making him go get a reversal or is that interfering that'd be a good question like i mean you know what i'm saying no i agree i i agree i think that's that's a good way of putting it too because like we trying to find a religion that works for our family like i was lutheran but then coming together my husband was catholic and trying to figure out what fits for us, you know, and while I enjoy the ritualness of Catholicism, I, there's some things that don't make sense to me. Yeah. And I think like that whole statement about being selfish, not having kids, like, I don't think that that should have been said. That's my personal opinion on it. You know, I don't think that that should have been said because 
like you said, there's some families that can't have kids and that's yeah. I think he's more talking about people who choose not to have kids, but at the same time, our world is already overpopulated. It is maybe we shouldn't be having kids for a while. A couple of decades would be good. But yeah, like, cause that also comes into play. Like, like I said, when we sit down and we like take a step back and we like evaluate stuff and look at stuff, like we look at everything. Like we also look at the world, what kind of state it's in right now. Um, um, we're overfishing. Not only are we fishing, but as we're trawling, we are scraping the bottom of the ocean of all the seaweed that is taking the carbon out of the air. So it's right. not because of our cars. It's not because of our houses. It's because we're literally taking the one thing seaweed holds almost two times more carbon than a tree does oh dang and we are literally destroying it under the water but because you can't see it right <laughs> and so like that's just another thing like maybe it's not a good idea like if we are having all these obstacles and we keep getting roadblocked and roadblocked maybe the right decision is to not bring a another life into this world like that's a question we ask ourselves and we've thought about and we're still answering like maybe oh, the right question is to not bring another Cause like, what would our kid's life be? You know, like we can't oh. say that, but also even having kids, we think about that. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, in less than 30 years, we're not going to have any fish in the sea. And then that declines. Then the larger animals die. Then what happens with that? Like, what about how is the animals that rely on the fish, like yeah. polar bears and things like that? I'm like, kids are eco gone. And it's so scary. But then also on the other side, like, what if your kid is going to be the one that changes stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause someone's kid was the president right now. Someone's kid like is an activist. Someone's kid is a scientist right now. Someone's kid is trying to save the environment right now. Those all, all those people came from somebody. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and it's very true. I mean, um, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. And as an actress, you know, there's, um, I'm making a short, I'm trying to get out to, I'm trying to get shot. First of all, once I get it shot, then it's going to go out to uh, film festivals. Oh, but nice. The is, is that you take the exact same scene, but you split it. What if this, what if that? And oh it, yeah. And so the first scene is about two girls at a, at a table at a diner with glasses and two straws. And the, she pushes the straw away and the friend goes, why, why don't you just use your straw? Well, I'm going to try and do better and not pollute. And she goes, oh yeah. Like this one straw is going to do it. This one thing is going to break the camel's back. And the friend kind of dives in the first one, like, oh, yeah, yeah. guess one isn't really going to hurt. And then um, the waitress goes, you know, what can I get for you? Well, the girl goes, I'll take. And then we just go take, take, take. And it's everything we're taking oh. from the earth, we're taking the trees, we're taking the water, we're taking the fish, we're polluting, take, 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 we're taking. Yeah. Then we do the exact same scene over, but instead she's more knowledgeable. She's like, hey, you're right. That one straw is not going to make a difference. But if you don't take that straw and everyone in here doesn't take that straw and you choose a reusable drink cup and you choose to not use paper plates and do this, and we all choose to do that, then we do make a difference. Then the, yeah. then the waitress comes and goes, well, what can I get for you? And she goes, well, I'll try. And then we see everything we're trying because nothing's been proven yet to work efficiently, but right. we're trying solar panels. We're trying electric cars. We're trying all these things. We're just past that. So it's kind of like a social knowledgeable experience that I really kind of want to share. And I'm really excited awesome. to put that out and see how that unfolds. Right. Cause you never know, but you got to try. Yeah. And who knows, maybe it'll spark the next gen, you know, heck yeah. But you know, and that's, that's, 
I think we should all be a little bit more self-conscious, you know, we've gotten so used to our parents and grandparents who have paved the way to make life easier. Yeah. We've gotten so used to it. Or like, there's a reason that they were doing it harder was because it was better for the environment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just like taking like a little bit, you know, like a little bit each day or like just trying a little bit, like, you know, like, um, for instance, like in diets, like it's always good to like, maybe do like one day that you're just a vegan, vegan day. Right. So like maybe in your household, a one day where you don't use lights or something, you know, like something like little or like one day that you on your day off, like try not to do your errands on your day off or something, try to do them clumped together. You know, like all those little things that you can think about to do, um, adds up you know? Oh yeah, it really does. And we all do our part. It'll all really make a difference, you know? And honestly, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I really think that a lot of these, not, not with your guys' situation necessarily, but like fertility issues and stuff. I think that really comes to when you look at the chemical processing of 90% of what's in our, you know, the light that's powering right now, this microphone, what chemicals go into making that and then the byproducts and they're going into the water, they're going to the air, they're going into the land. Uh-huh. And then people think like, oh, well, I go to my shower and it's clean water. Even with a water softening system, there's still chemicals coming through that water, you know, and all we're doing is putting it back on our skin. It's getting absorbed. And now we're having all these medical issues, but yet people of our generation or people of like two generations ago, wasn't having this issue. Well, if you look two generations ago, we weren't doing single bottled water we were doing jugs of water. We had milk that came in a glass bottle to your house, not a plastic jug in a store. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all those things that you have to make you, make you think, you know, and why are we having infertility issues? You know, like obviously ours is like a hard stop because of something. So (laughs) ours is not like necessarily, but we honestly don't know. Like that's another thing too. Like what if we get his reversal and something's going on with me and like, we can't get pregnant because of me. Like you, we don't know because we haven't been able to try, you know? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like, why is there these infertility issues? You know, I have other friends, I have two other friends that are trying really hard that are, and, and there's nothing really that can explain it. Like they're going to doctors and there's nothing that can really explain why they're not getting pregnant. And so it's just crazy. It's like, you know, and it just makes it hard. Cause it's like, we all want the same thing and we're all like trying. And then I feel so bad for them that they're trying so hard, you know? And then I see people that just having it and like not wanting it. And so like it's, it does make it really hard to just like keep a positive aspect on it, you know, like, but I like what you're saying though. You know, it's kind of like that. Don't keep all your eggs in a basket or else you yeah. break, you know, and that's, yeah, you gotta be, keep yourself first open. And, yeah. And first and foremost, you have to, you have to be happy with where you're at. You know, like you gotta be content. Um, because if you're not content with where you're at right now, then you're going to start, um, you know, uh, being envious of other people, being jealous of other people, being sad about your life where it's not, where it's at or where it's not at or whatever. And that's just not a game you want to play. Cause I've been down that road. It's like depressing as all get out. And it's, it's not, it's hard to get out of, but like, once you stop and like, once you're like content, like this is what I want. Like it's so much more enjoyable for life to be content with where you're at yeah. and then have everything else be top, you know, to- like a topping, like a, uh, icing on the cake, you know, like extra, like it's so much better to live life like that. So that way, if we do get a kid, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is a big blessing on top of a blessing we already have, you know, just be happy, be happy 
and where you're at in life and not, mm-hmm. not worry about what you don't have. Be happy for what you have. Yeah. And still go after the things you want for sure. And have that hope that it'll happen. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, it's never going to happen for us. You know, like I do want to kind of be positive about it, but like, what if it doesn't, like, I still need to be thinking about those things. Cause I think a lot of time people don't ask us like hard questions. Like when was the last time a 21 year old or a 25 year old be like, well, why do you want to get married? Why is it so important? Why is it so important to have a kid? Why just because everyone else is having a kid? Like why, why do you specifically you Jenna want a kid, you know, my brother and his, uh, now wife, they were single or I can't say single, but they were singular together. Weren't engaged, nothing, just living life for like seven years without kid or anything, just enjoying life. They were just happy where they were at. They didn't need to get married. Didn't need to dump in. As soon as they decide, okay, well, finances are where we want. Then it's like, boom, marriage, boom, kid. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I'm not kidding you. They got married in August pregnant in September, which was funny. I was there at that wedding and I got pregnant four days before she did. (laughs) I found out at Thanksgiving when this woman drinks wine regularly and my mom goes, do you want some more apple cider? And I looked at her, I'm like, you're pregnant. Like that was the boom. I didn't even have to ask. I'm like, you're pregnant. The moment she didn't drink wine, she didn't have a mimosa. She would have it at like breakfast all the time. Like, I know you're pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, when did you get pregnant? She was like, I'm like, no, you know, when was your conception date? And then I was like, she's like, well, I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm like, when's your due date? I'm like, you're due four days after me. <laughs> and I kind of laughed until my husband, like, ew, we were doing it the same week as they <laughs> No, like, you think about it, you're like, oh, kind of happened. <laughs> I know. But that's so awesome. I mean, like, it just found a place for them. Like you said, like they were happy with where they're at. And then, yeah, but it fell in place really quick. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, and I agree with, with what you're saying, you know, we all need to be content with where we're at, whether yeah. it's what we want, we need to be happy where we're at, still go for more, still yeah. want that more, but be happy because yeah. you don't know what that is, but I appreciate your time with me tonight. And, uh, yeah, thank you no for worries. sharing your words of wisdom. I really appreciate of course. it. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have you on again and that time will be, well, this worked or this didn't work. And this is where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, I. Oh, goodness. Therefore, right? Sorry, it cut out. What was that? Oh, I said I would love to continue sharing my journey because that's what it's there for. If it helps someone, you know, like that's why it's good to talk about these things in case it, it helps someone else go through stuff like this. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, again, soon we will have you on again. Sounds good, hun. All right. Thank you. Bye.